Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. You are listening to episode 30 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. Today, I'm talking all about how to organize your budget in three easy steps. Now, before you go running for the hills, I want to tell you that we're not going to be just talking about numbers today and what you might be thinking of when you think of budgeting. We're going to be talking about the most important thing you can do for your money mindset, some of the biggest myths about budgeting, and three easy steps you can take to start actually getting on track today. You're going to want to keep listening as always, and I'm so pumped that you're here. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Sarah Steckler here, as always. And before we jump into today's episode, I want to tell you guys a quick story. So I was driving the other evening and where I live about a couple years ago, maybe even more than that, they implemented a new system. You might have something similar where you live, where all of the intersections now have cameras and not just cameras to watch the traffic and report back and all that good stuff, but actual cameras that take pictures if you do something illegal in an intersection. So if you run a red light, if you don't stop fully when you're taking your right-hand turn, these buggers will get you and send you a ticket that's normally around $250. I know this because back in 2012, I was on my way to work in Seattle and I thought I stopped all the way at a red light to take a right-hand turn, but I didn't. And what was crazy about it is that my ego was like, I totally stopped. And they sent me an email, not even 24 hours later, not only with a photo of like five frames of me running that red light, turning right, but also a video that clearly showed I did not fully stop. So it was a great reminder to to be a little bit more intentional with my driving. And obviously I was in the wrong and I paid that ticket. Um, But one thing that I think is really interesting about these lights is that they put a full stop, pun intended, into some of the actions that we do or do not take. What do I mean by this? So usually, 
and maybe you're different. But when I come up to an, an amber light, an orange light, a yellow light, whatever, when I come up to an amber light, I have part of myself that goes, I can make it. I can make it through this light. So I usually speed up. And I think there's people that either speed up through an amber light or slow all the way down and or slam on their brakes. And I'd love to hear which one you might think you are. Um, But I am more of a risk taker. And so I tend to go through the intersection. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a reckless driver. Obviously, if I think I can't make it, I won't run the risk. And obviously, I'm looking at the intersection and I'm not, you know, not considering other people, right? But it was interesting because I was thinking about this the other day when I had to slam on my brakes because the light turned orange. I knew I couldn't make it. And then I also panicked because I, I went, oh my gosh, I really don't want this system to send me another ticket like it did years ago. And it made me think that sometimes in our lives, we need hard stops. Sometimes in our lives, there are things that we do in, for you know the sake of our health or our fitness or anything where we give ourselves an amber light that we're willing to run through, right? We're willing to risk. Like if you are really, really wanting to make exercise a priority and you wake up in the morning and you think, I don't really feel like it today. That's kind of like your amber light and you're running through it going, nah, not today. That's kind of your excuse. But if you knew that there would be a solid outcome a consequence rather for you not getting up and being consistent, then you'd be less likely to run that light. You'd be less likely to take that risk. And that's exactly what happened to me at the intersection. I, w- I knew that if I risked it, there was a good chance that I was a couple microseconds off from getting a ticket. So I stopped. If there wasn't a camera system in place there, would I have ran that light? Honestly, probably because I thought that I could make it. It didn't seem like it would be a big deal right now. I'm just being honest. Um, You know, there are reasons why we have the systems we have in place. And if I had ran that red light, who knows what would have happened? It technically wasn't running a full red light. It was just about to turn red. But you get where I'm going. When things in our lives happen like that, when we don't have a hard stop for certain things in our lives, some some things can be more like ease and flow, right? Like some things we can have kind of a softer boundary around. But other times, there have been times in my life where I really need, I really need like a camera system. You know what I mean? I really need something like a hard and fast rule to get myself to do something. It's similar to Mel Robbins' five-second rule, right? Where she, I'll get into this in another episode probably, but she talks about, you know, just doing, taking action, not giving your brain time to make an excuse, just actually doing something. You can do this by, you know, counting down from three or whatever you want to do. So when it comes to budgeting and when it comes to looking at your money and being on top of organizing your finances, this is where I really have a camera system installed in this part of my life. I feel like I really need to get clear on what I'm actually talking about and move away from this this parallel example. But I have a system in place that helps me manage my budget and helps me make hard and fast decisions because when it comes to money, some aspects of money require hard and fast yeses or nos. You either have the exact money that you need, the exact amount to pay a bill, or you don't, right? And sometimes buying that extra pair of boots or something cute for fall at, you know, Target or Ross could be the reason why you aren't able to pay a bill. So having an organized budget system in place really allows me to make those decisions and then also create space so that I can feel freedom and ease and flow and not feel restriction when it comes to money, when it comes to spending. I still have that place in my life where I can spend 
for fun. So I want to talk about financial self-care today, and I want to talk about some great easy ways that you can begin to organize your budget. And I also want to touch on the fact that I hear it again and again, how much anxiety and stress and frustration stem from finances, even the word finances, you might be like, you know, spending and a lack of awareness of where money is going. They all cause us stress. And I just want to, you know, take a step back and get really real about this. And I also want to say that when you do feel overwhelmed with finances, it's not a character flaw. You know, finances and money, they encompass a mother load of mental energy. And if you've ever felt like, holy shit, this is ridiculously overwhelming, you're preaching to millions of other people who feel the same way. And the magic of self-care and financial self-care is that it involves reframing how we look at the world, how we tackle the things we don't want to do. And one key aspect of self-care is being aware of the big picture and how when we handle something seemingly stressful, we can actually make most of that stress evaporate. There's tons of information out there about budgeting, about finances, but one thing they all seem to lack is a focus on how we feel emotionally attached to money and our beliefs around it. It's why I actually created a free masterclass that I'll link in the show notes called the Financial Self-Care Framework, where I walk you through some of the biggest money mindset blocks that can keep you from taking a look at your finances and a look at your budget. And I talk about three ways that you can begin to organize your budget, which are different than what I'm going to share here today. So if you're thinking, oh, I've already watched that masterclass or I want to go watch that masterclass, you're going to want to listen to both of these things because I'm going to be talking about different areas and avenues and a little bit of a different take on both of, on this similar topic, ultimately. Before I tell you the three easy steps to budgeting, I want to talk about the most important thing that you can do for your money mindset that you might not have thought about before. So when you think about money mindset, it's ultimately how you think about money, right? Like your emotions, your energy attached to it, you know, what comes up for you. In my most recent blog post about how you can begin to practice financial self-care, I shared a slew of responses I got in my private Facebook group, Mindful Productivity with Sarah Steckler, of people that responded when I asked them, how do you feel about money? And the responses I got were crazy. I mean, not crazy, but they were all over the place, right? Like some people said independence, some people said excitement or fear or blocks or worry or hope. Some people said pressure, success, winning, vacation, debt, sadness, gone too fast, not enough, all that kind of stuff. Like these are things that everyone thinks about. And the biggest thing that you can do for your money mindset is to develop an intimate relationship with your money. One thing that we do is that we think that we can push our money aside. We can push our self-awareness about it aside. We can worry about it later. We can worry about it when we have more money. We can worry about it when we have other people in our lives that are going to help us with it. But the truth is, is that the, the more, the sooner that you get clear on how your relationship with money looks and the more of an intimate relationship you build with it, in terms of how you feel about it, what it looks like, what's coming in, what's going out, the clearer you're going to be on it and the less stress and anxiety you're going to feel when you need to look at your, you know, your debit account or when you do have a bill that's more than you thought. You're going to feel less stress. That's one of the first areas of budgeting, of financial self-care and organization that stresses us out. It's because we don't know. Think about it. Like 
most of the time when we think about our stress around money, it's because we either don't know where the money's going to come from. We don't know if we're going to have enough. We don't know if we're going to be late on a bill, right? It's, it's a stems from a lack of awareness. It's the unknown that brings up the stress. So when you tackle it head on and you build this really great relationship with money and how you feel about it and you build an awareness about it, you're not going to feel as bad about it, right? It's kind of like that saying of like, you know, befriend your enemies, like know, know all their faults, right? Like, but with money, it's just knowing how it's coming up in your life, how it's showing up in your life and how you feel about it. And that's ultimately going to reduce your stress so, so much. I also want to talk about some of the biggest myths about budgeting and how avoiding budgeting will actually keep you from creating financial freedom in your life, whatever that might look like. And when it comes to your finances, you really need to know what's coming in and when and what's going out and why. If you don't know this, it's so, it sounds so obvious, right? But if you don't know this, you're going to be stressed. Money will stress you out. No matter how much or how little you have, no matter how many bills or lack thereof you have, debt, whatever, it will stress you out if you don't know what's coming in and when and what's going out and why. Like, write that down. And the biggest myths about budgeting that I hear, like, here's number one, is that budgeting comes from a place of scarcity. So I often hear that people say, well, I don't want to budget because I don't want to be in a scarcity mindset. I don't want to budget because I don't want to restrict myself. I don't want to budget because I think that if I hold myself back on like what's capable or if I look at my money, then I'm just going to develop the scarcity mindset with money and I'm not going to bring in abundance to my life. I actually think that's a huge myth because when we actually budget, we actually bring awareness and more energy to our relationship with money. And so we we just create an awareness, right? Like think about any other area of your life. Do you find that you, um, you know, decrease your ability to make progress with your fitness if you're more aware of it? Like, do you say, oh, I'm just, I'm not going to think about it at all. You know, like, or if there's some a change that you want to make in your life, do you think that a lack of self-awareness is what gets you to make that change? No, it's what gets me- measured gets improved. So where we put our energy is where energy flows and where energy goes. So budgeting actually helps you create abundance because you're not only saying, hey, money, I see you. I see where you're coming in. I see where you're going. But I also want to help guide you to the places I need you to serve me most. I need you to be able to pay these bills every two weeks or every month for these exact amounts. And I need to make this much money so that I can have as th- this for savings or this for fun money or this for whatever, right? Do you see what I'm saying? So budgeting is actually like a beautiful roadmap. It's like a filter. If you imagine money being this like river flowing through your life, if you just like opened up this huge pool for it to go into you would have it and it would be there and it'd be accessible to you but when it came to taking parts of it or buckets of it for certain things it would be a lot more difficult than if you divided up the river and had different areas of the water flowing to different parts and then compiling for you in different buckets and different pails right can you see that visual the second big myth about budgeting and i kind of uh, touched on this is that budgeting means that you'll have to spend less and that budgeting means that you're going to have to create restriction. 
So again, this is actually the opposite because when you do create a budget, you're not going to have to spend less. You're going to have to be real with your spending. And at first, it might feel like you're spending less, but ultimately, you're not going to be because you're going to be spending what you need to spend on your bills and you're probably going to make less late fee payments or less NSF fees. If you have bounced checks or anything like that or a payment didn't go through, you're going to have to You're not going to have to like pay things on credit because you missed a bill. Do you see like where all these areas come into play where all of a sudden you're actually creating more money issues for yourself by thinking that taking a look at your budget will mean you have to spend less. Also, looking at your budget does not create restriction. It actually creates expansion and freedom. Because one thing my husband and I do is we create a fun money fund. And sometimes this has gotten smaller and sometimes it's non-existent depending on our financial goals. But there have been times in our lives when it's been really, really big. We have some financial goals now where we've limited it a little bit because we see the bigger picture and we're working on some exciting things. But having a fun fund has actually created so much expansion in my life with my money and with my budget Because I know how much money I have to spend for fun and it allows me to do it effortlessly without feeling guilty. How many times have you been paid and then thought, oh, I really want to just go take myself out for a coffee or I want to go out with girls or I want to go shopping or I want to take myself to like a nice hotel or something or I just I want to do something, spa day, whatever. And so you do it. But in the back of your mind, because you've lacked that awareness about your money, you're going, This is really fun. I'm so glad I took myself to get this massage, but oh, I don't really know if this is going to bite me in the ass later. Like, I'm not quite sure when that's due or when that's going to pull automatically with the auto pay. And I really hope that this massage doesn't end up causing me problems or mean that I can't, you know, get food next week before my next paycheck, right? So ultimately what it means is that you're actually creating your own restriction when you don't have a budget because if you're unaware of where your money's going and where it needs to go, then you're not fully showing up for yourself in the moment when you do decide to spend something on yourself, right? When you do decide to invest in an experience for yourself or whatever it may be. So creating a budget for yourself really does expand your life. So here are my biggest tips for organizing your budget in three easy steps. And I feel like I've been talking super fast this episode, but that's okay. So the first tip is to get super, super, super clear on your income, right? This comes back to having that intimate relationship with your money. So get super clear on your income. And I'm not just talking about, okay, yeah, cool. I know my, I know my paychecks every month, Sarah. Like I know what I get paid. I, I'm good. I know it. I'm talking about getting so clear on your income that you know exactly what you get paid to the cent and you're aware of any other income sources in your life. Do you have an uncle that sends you a check every Christmas? Do you get a bonus at work? Are there times when you can work overtime and you tend to get more money? Are there other areas of your life? Are you running a side hustle or do you sell stuff on Etsy that brings in, sometimes it brings in money? Are there areas in your life where even you're bringing in maybe just 20 extra bucks every couple of months? I want you to get so super clear on all of that income. I want you to know all of it. And also, I want you to know exactly what you're spending your money on. So get super clear with your income. That's the first step, just to know where all of your income sources are coming from. Tip number two for organizing your budget 
is to develop that intimate relationship with your money, okay? And to really like register the different areas of your money mindset. And if you don't know where to begin on this and how to really tap into your money beliefs, then I highly recommend that you go after this podcast episode or right now, if you're like, I gotta do this now, go register for my free financial self-care masterclass. It's called the Financial Self-Care Framework and it's three ways to shift your money mindset and organize your budget. This is about, I think it's like about 50 minutes and you're gonna wanna take notes. It's going to completely change the way that you think about money if you're new to money mindset and even if you're not, there's gonna be a lot of huge takeaways. The people that have already went through this masterclass have told me it's amazing. They had to take so many notes. People told me they had to re-listen to it. They had to watch the replay again because there was so much that they got out of it. So this is step number two, developing that intimate relationship with your money. And that starts with your money mindset and how you feel energetically and emotionally about money in your life. Step number three for organizing your budget is to write down all of your bills. Write them down. Write down every single bill that you have, not only on a monthly basis, but what are those big ones that come up every now and again, right? Like maybe there's an annual expense in there or something like that. Get clear on what your monthly expenses are. And if you want a beautiful and cute printable that kind of guides you through this and lets you sort that out, then on the show notes page, you'll find a three-page printable. It's super cute. It has like donuts and coffee cups on it, and it helps you outline all of your um, bills and due dates for the month. And there's a worksheet where you can kind of track your spending and stuff like that. So you'll definitely want to print that out and have that either in your journal or your binder or somewhere so that you can begin to take a look at your bills and their due dates. It's so important to know your bills and how much they are. Again, developing that super intimate relationship with your money, because the more that you know the details and the specifics of the money, again, the more you're going to be able to be like, hey, money, welcome to my life. Here's where I need you to go specifically. And you're also just going to have a better idea of your financial goals. All of this is going to come into play and it's going to relieve so much stress in your life. And I want you to think about one more thing too. It's like we put off looking at numbers because some of us aren't necessarily math people. Like I'm raising my hand over here. That's me. But when you actually take a look at your budget, you realize it's like no different than anything else that you're capable of doing in your life, right? Like there are different areas of your life that you might not like, but it's ultimately about the stories we're telling ourselves. And again, I cover this in the free financial self-care masterclass, but sometimes we we limit ourselves or we don't take action on something because we tell ourselves these stories. We tell ourselves these stories that it's going to be too hard, it's going to be, it's going to create restriction in my life or scarcity, or it's going to just cause me so much stress or like I'm not going to like what I find out. But the truth is, is that you can't make a change if you don't know what the problem is, right? Like you can't make a change with your budget or your financial goals, or any of that stuff if you don't actually take a look at it. So that is my message for you today. And I know this episode has been a little like ball buster, like go do the thing. But this has been one of the biggest areas of my life that I put off for so long. And then a decade ago, I finally created a system in my own life. And now when it comes to bills and budgeting and all that kind of stuff, I don't feel stress around it anymore. In fact, I feel excited to look at my bank account. My husband and I were able to pay off over $30,000 in debt because of the budget system that I use and because I practice regular financial self-care. 
So you'll definitely want to head on over to mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast and look for episode 30 and check out the show notes because there's quite a few things there that you're going to want to grab, including registration for the free financial self-care masterclass, this printable that I'm talking about, and that blog post that talks all about ways that you can begin to practice financial self-care. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. I'm so glad that you're here. I've been getting so many amazing messages from you guys just on and on about how much you're loving this podcast. And I'm so glad to hear that. And ultimately, I'm so glad that you're showing up for yourself every week or whenever you're listening to these and taking action to create awareness in your life. I'd love to hear from you and hear what's going well for you. Please join me in my private Facebook group, Mindful Productivity with Sarah Steckler, so I can personally welcome you to the group and say hi. I hope that you have an amazing week ahead. And as always, I'll see you right here next Monday. There's new episodes dropping every single Monday right here on the Mindful Productivity podcast. You're awesome. And I'll talk to you soon.